Welcome to Casual Swinger. If you're under 18, the following podcast is not appropriate for you. The subjects and language are for mature audiences only. If you're not mature in nature, just make sure you're old enough to vote. We don't take ourselves seriously, ever. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any opinions or statements made on this podcast, our website, or our blog. It's all in fun, folks. This isn't Dr. Phil. Now, consider yourself the listener properly advised. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Casual Swinger. I'm Mallory. I am Mickey. Hi, baby. Hey, lady. What you doing tonight? <laughs> you later. Sitting there looking all sexy in your robe. I look, no, I look homeless right uh, now. Maybe a little. I mean, if homeless <laughs> chicks sat around with lipstick and a robe on. I know. I know. I just want to be comfy. Okay. Well, you got that going on. <laughs> so we're back. Uh, episode 17 of season two. Oh, that's right. We're, cuck- we're cucking around. Yeah. Cucking around with Jack and Kissy. We have an interview lined up for you guys uh, with a couple we met um, through social media, actually, to start. And then we had the pleasure of having a conversation with them in Jamaica. And they agreed to join us for the show. Yeah, they started out as as listeners, which was really, really cool. They were really, really nice to us and said a bunch of nice things. And then tracked us down on the beach at Hito. And uh, man, I tell you what, they told us a story that laid me out. I think they have several stories that laid us out, but... It was so fascinating. It was hard not to ask them to share that with the universe, right? I kind of felt like they had to. I mean, it was a moral imperative. Very very much so. Very much so. And their origin story is what really got me. And I didn't get that part when we met them in Jamaica. You know, having done the interview, because that's the way this podcasting shit works, folks. We could do the interview and then we come back and tell you what we did. But, you know, this, their communication was probably the most solid, trusting communication I've ever encountered in the lifestyle. And I was like, we have to let you tell your story on the show. And I think that's what our listeners are going to hear here in a few minutes is that these guys, I mean, they did most of the talking in this episode because we'd ask them a question, pull their string and off they'd go. Yeah. And it was so good. And man, I got to tell you, Jack is the most passionate dude like about Kissy and about life and about telling stories. And uh, Oh yeah. They're madly in love with each other. And I, I was so impressed, and you mentioned their communication. It Not only is it healthy, it's empowering for both of them. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely supportive. I mean, if if I have to give, like, top three examples of couples that I know that communicate very, very well and have had success because of it, they're definitely up there. Oh, God, yeah. And, you know, I just, I felt like I, we had to. When they told me their stories, like, that absolutely has to get out. People have to hear about it. And I'm going to tell you right now, as a listener, you might hear this story and not believe it, but they actually took pictures and they're on a website. It's a hot wife forum. And I'm going to post a link in our show notes so you can actually go see the photos of this event that you will just not believe that happened, but it I, did. I know. And I'm tempted to paint some picture, but I don't want to ruin it for anyone. Not at all. No, I want you to listen through to the end of this episode and you got to hang in there, right? This is going to be a little longer episode for us than most of our usual episodes. It's not like a two and a half hour episode or anything. No, no, we don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's maybe, you know, 15, 20 minutes longer than usual. And it's because we wanted them to tell that story and you got to hear it. And, you know, if you have any interest in the hot wife or the cuck lifestyle or stag vixen, 
you're going to be into this. Or even the creative influences, because the second half of the interview, they were telling us of how they took the, that element and, and dabbled in some creative role play. Oh my God. Yeah. They're role playing. They, I, I thought I'm we were I'm not going to ruin it. I really I just thought want... we were creative, but we're not. No, 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 no. I am, I am totally boring compared to that. Right. So, well, let's, let's move on. Cause we're just going to end up telling the story and I don't want to. I know, so I know. Okay. Let, let's move on. So, you know, this is the part where we usually go, Hey, time for crappy ads. No. Guess what? No, no more crappy ads. guys. I'm so done. We're done. We, we, we hate doing it. We hated doing it. So what we're going to do is every once in a while, we'll drop a reminder of something we're doing or what's up or where we're going to be, but no more fucking ads. Ads suck. Yeah, uh, it's, it's just, we don't do this for money. We don't do this to sell stuff. We do have casual toys. If you want to find it, go to our website. It's there. Somebody will tell you about it. That's great. But nah. Yeah. And I mean, if you want to find out where we'll be, I mean, we have it on social media. You True. can message us directly. Yeah. And you know what? If we're doing something that's really cool, we'll talk about it. And we'll get to that in a minute because we are going to Nashville and we want you guys to know about it because we're going to do a room block down there. But before we get to that, since we did mention casual toys, you probably should tell everybody that the site is still yeah, fucking down. I'm, I'm so brokenhearted, man. The patriarchy. Like, who knew how hard it would be to sell rubber dicks? Uh, I thought rubber dicks made people happy. But Me too. They don't make bankers happy, apparently. So, long story short, what happened to casual toys? People ask me this every friggin' day right now, and I'm going to tell you, casual toys is still a thing. I'm almost done setting up the new bank stuff, but what happened is my inventory provider that loaded inventory into my site loaded in all the stuff I'm not allowed to sell. And when that happened, my credit card merchant uh, bank provider was like, mm -mm, and so we got shut down. So I couldn't take credit cards anymore. So there's no point in showing you all the cool stuff you can't buy. That's pretty much what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And we can go in the whole diatribe about the patriarchy and high risk and, you know, who, what we're allowed to sell and why. But I, I don't think it's worth the listener's time. Mm -mm. And how it totally fucked over our Valentine's Day shopping rush. Yeah. I had the cutest little love sacks ready. I know. Well, you can play with my love sack. Uh, okay. That's a nice consolation bit, price. Rub it on your face. Oh, my God. Right. Just rub it on your face. Don't bat it around because that's probably <laughs> Just not going to Just rub it on my you. face like a cat, like <laughs> with catnip. Meow. Just meow. Purr a little bit. <laughs> you got it. All right. So, anyway, you know what we really need to do? We need to thank people for their awesomeness. Oh Have you listened God. to other creators this week and other podcasts this week? Yeah, I've listened to everybody and I... My face hurts from smiling and laughing and blushing, if I'm being honest. Me like, too. I'm not, I, I do secretly love affirmations, like in passing, but I never know how to take a compliment. And I've had to stop several and just pause for a second because I was starting to get really emotional. You know, the, my favorite thing that I hear from the people that we meet out in the wild and, and from the other creators is that hanging out with us and listening to the show don't feel different. And I love that. I love that, that that's what we bring to the table. It's because we are who we are. We really don't put on a show for you guys. We don't come no. in here and, and I mean, I'm not kidding. Mallory's sitting here in her robe, <laughs> I am. Um, but you know, it's when we get together and we get to throw a party for you guys. And that's what we got to do at secrets. We got to throw a party for our friends and they were friends we haven't met yet. Just like all of you, everybody out there are just friends we haven't met yet. And we got to do that. And it was so friggin' cool. And everybody had so much fun. And I think that's what I loved. It wasn't like a big affirmation from my perspective as much as it was they actually had a good time. That's the affirmation. Right, right. That's the reward because we do have that. Would, that, would you call that like an element of compersion? 
Very much so. Yeah. Seeing other people have a great time and being able to engage and feel like I've known these people for a long time. And even though that was maybe the first time we met face to face Mm -hmm. and again, building this tribe and having this community, I, I don't know what I do without it at this point. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know that we have to twist people's arm to get them to come to Orlando in the winter, but <laughs> it was still, it was awesome. And we're going to go see some of those people, which I'm really, really, really excited yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. I heard most of them are going to be in Nashville. Yeah. When I was listening to Bob and Nikki's Arnotti, uh escapades, mm-hmm. um, they said they would definitely come back to secrets. So let's, let's twist our arms a little bit for maybe something in summer. Can I twist Nikki's nipples? I don't really want to play. With I Bob's don't, I, I want to watch. He shirt cocks all over the place. <laughs> I don't want to get too close. I'm going to get him a little cape for his penis. If he's going to shirt cock, you got to like style it up. Whatever. I'm going to put a top hat on mine. It's kind of nice. I love that. A little monocle for the eye. (laughs) So what else we got going on? So we're going to Nashville and we're going to go to Menage. We're going to be there on April 4th. Good job. Hey, check me out. I got that date right. Only took me two tries. (laughs) We're going to go there with Double Date Nation, Our Naughty Escapades. And Euphoria Chronicles. Uh, so look forward to that. If you guys live in the area, you're nearby, come down and hang out with us. Yeah, stop and say hi. If you don't live in the area, check out our website. We are going to put up a room block at a local hotel. We actually kind of picked one. It's a little bit older and it's not as nice as some of those downtown hotels that are like right downtown, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit cheaper and we're not going to be in there that long anyway. We're going to be out partying. So that room block should be able to save you some money staying downtown and uh, get you to hang out with some of your favorite podcasters and also Casual Swinger. (laughs) And also us. (laughs) I like that. You know what else I like? What? (gasps) Empowering women and talk about non-monogamy and ethicalness behind it and kink. And that what we do in Casual Swinger? Yeah, yeah. So I had a great conversation today and there's going to be more to come, but I've been asked to participate in a panel regarding our lifestyle. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel very honored. I'm very, very excited about it. Um, if you guys want to check it out, this is actually a free all day long webcast that they're doing on many, many topics. It's live.internationalkinkywomensday.com. That's really cool. And that's going to be Sunday, March 8th. So that's not too far away. So we'll probably talk about that more before yes, it happens. Yes. Yes. I'll, right? get, I'll get more details, um, tell you which panel I'm going to be speaking on specifically. Thank you. Huge shout out to Venus, Cacoldress V. Check her out. Yeah. She's got her own podcast now. We're going to have her on soon. Yes. Yes, I would love to. All right. That's pretty awesome. So you'll have to tell me more about that because we haven't had a chance to talk about that too much yet, but it sounds like No, no, no. We've had a crazy busy day, so we'll get into it some more and we'll do some posts on social media to give our listeners more information. Hey, do you hear that noise in the background? The rabble rousing? That sounds like cock blocking. Does it sound like cock blocking? Yeah, it sounds like cock blocking. That's our dogs right now, but it's not just our dogs that cock blocked us. No, we have a specific child this time. Mm, That is a child. Epic cock block. So we had some lifestyle friends come in from Pennsylvania. It it was so great to see them. And it felt like, again, like we've known them forever. Like there's just this comfort and freedom when they're around. I I don't know. I, I can't. I've been looking for a word. Yeah, there's something about those two. And it's been that way since the first time we hung out with them at Naughty. And it just, they, there's this ease. Yeah, we, I think it's the lightning in the bottle. A little bit. Effect, know, right? super cool. They're, I mean, she's sexy as shit. I'm not going to say you're sexy. Both are. I'm, well, no, you they both are. They really both I are. I can't. I'm not buying But, oh, what's, what's your favorite color? Yoga pants. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Her and yoga pants kills yeah. me. I stole that from Tiff, by the way. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, oh, my Yeah, that God. is Tiff's. 
Yeah, that is Tiff's line, but man, yoga pants is definitely my favorite color. So I agree with you, Tiff. If you're listening to this, baby, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, she wore them all weekend. It was amazing. Mm. Um, our children are older, but you know they still live at home, and especially the older one, she knows, right? She's an adult, like a legitimate adult. So she has an idea of what's She's going an on. Asshole. She is such an asshole. So. We never tell our kids, no, of course they can socialize. And that's part of our our, di- our lives and our dynamic, right? Especially here at home. And they were so kind and so understanding and entertained it. But that bitch held in there all night long. She did. And so something for you Both guys to nights. know out there, because you guys are probably out there listening, going, what the fuck are your kids around if lifestyle people are around for? Because number one, our oldest knows about our lifestyle, number one. And number two... Uh, we weren't doing anything. We were just hanging out with friends. Right, so everybody was dressed and there was nothing yeah. was obvious to her. But at the same time, we were like, you can leave anytime now. Right, because like, there were quite a few moments where it felt right, but the environment wasn't right. No, no. And it's like, okay, it's probably not going to happen. It still felt like cock blocking though. And you know, I think the worst cock blocker might not be the asshole kid. No, it's usually us because we get in that mode where we're entertaining and engaging with people and being hypersocial. And Dee from Euphoria actually mentioned this on their last podcast too. She did. That it's hard and it really is to get out of that mental state and cycles and be present and and go for those opportunities when they're there. Yeah, well, and I was just talking to Nisha last night on Facebook and O-Faces in Atlanta is, you know, a party that happens once a month. Oh, my and God. I can't. I, we need to go there and see those guys. We do. We love them to pieces. But they were having, she says that she almost never plays when they have parties because she's so busy hosting and entertaining that she never gets to have any fun. And her husband gets to have all the fun. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get it. You know, I'm there. Like, my role is to make sure everyone has a good time. There was a post earlier this week, and I, I want to say it was something that Aaron posted on Secrets when she talked about how, uh, like, what is your, what is your secret, right? What is, what is your thing or that you would like to change about yourself and the lifestyle? And, and I said, I would love to know when to get out of that entertaining mode, but it's my comfort zone. I'm comfortable making people laugh. I'm comfortable that way. And I'm not comfortable asking for the business. I'm not comfortable saying to somebody, Hey, I like you and I want you to like me too. So let's go play. I don't know that I could say that. It would be very out of character for me to say that. You know, I got to thinking about it, and a lot of the experiences we've had, either I have initiated as a group format play or the other couple or female has. Only on a couple rare occasions that I can identify that you were, I don't want to say aggressor because that sounds like a little creepy. Like you're like, come here, baby. Come here. Yeah. And then I look at them and I say, I want you. And they say, I'm not going to do this again if you keep hitting that button. <laughs> Seriously. So annoying. Love it. It's, it's my happy button. No, that's not your happy button. No. That's it's between only... your taint and your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you know, between us cock-blacking ourselves, and yeah, there was a kid that kept hanging around. Yeah, we call her a kid. She's in her 20s, but... You know, we uh, we definitely had a super hot couple come stay with us for a couple nights. And actually, we had other hot couples that came and stayed with us and cock-blocked then. And then we had couples come back and visit and cock-blocked again. So we have this kind of cock-blocking theme going on. But no one shit in the floor. No one did shit in the floor. And I think I'm going to cock-block her when her boyfriend comes to stay. Oh, we I think we're going to all invading her bedroom and watching a movie together. I'm going to be like, want to hang out? Yeah. Can we watch something on TV in your room? Let's play a game. Do you need to snuggle? 
<laughs> Monopoly? <laughs> How do you guys cock block your kids, dearest listeners? I'm curious. We're going to find a way to do it. but Yeah. <laughs> You're asking for advice on how to cock block our kids? Yes. That's what you just did. That's what I want. Oh, God. I can't wait to hear what people say on Twitter. No, no, about no, that. no. Oh, this is going to be interesting. It's going to be awesome. But hey, we have a great couple for you guys. They're amazing. Their communication is crazy. It's going to be a story that I think you guys are going to want to talk about for a long time when you find out exactly what they did. And I think they are the cuckold world champion couple as far as I'm concerned. So uh, we've got them coming up for you here in a minute. Their name is Jack and Kissy, and uh, maybe we tell everybody how to find us and we get the hell out of here. What do you think? Sure, honey? let's do this. You guys, you can find us on social media as Casual Swinger. That's Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. You can find our website, casualswinger.com, and to send us a message there or directly to our email, podcast at casualswinger.com. If you want to find us on the sites, we are on SLS, SDC, Cassidy, Double Date Nation, Quiver, and is that it? Oh, I think it's enough. Yeah. It's probably enough. Hey, folks, stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute with the amazing Jack and Kissy. We're just cucking around. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. Hey everybody, welcome back to Casual Swinger. My name's Mickey. And I'm Mallory. Oh, do we have something for Ooh, you guys today? So excited. So we're super excited. We have on the phone with us today a real life breathing, real life hair and beard, maybe no beard, but a cuckold couple <laughs> by the name of Jack and Kissy. Jack and Kissy, how are you guys doing today? Doing fantastic. Oh, doing great. That's really good. <laughs> that's better than good. <laughs> That's wonderful. So, so Kissy, are you great because of something else or just today? There's always something to be great about. <laughs> well, first things first, I think we need to thank these guys. Thank you for joining us and your willingness to talk about your story a little bit. You know, you guys are busy. You guys are business owners. You guys are hard workers. You raised a family. Uh, so to take that time, it's really not easy to bear your lifestyle like this. No, it's a lot like bearing your soul. So we're very appreciative uh, that you guys took the time and want to discuss this with us and our listeners. Well, we are super excited, and Mickey, Mallory, you two are awesome, and we were so excited to be able to get to know you better and talk last time we were at Keto, so I'm, I'm super excited to do this. I think it's going to be really fun. Oh, that really was a wonderful experience for me. I don't think you, I really articulated how impactful that was to be able to have those conversations face-to-face, because you guys have a really enigmatic, like, uh, personalities. You're, you're beautiful humans to begin with, but... Your attitude, your demeanor, how you guys interact with each other. I that's probably something I'll remember for years to come, if nothing else. Oh, and then I'll framing never those conversations. I'm cute. <laughs> <laughs> they like me. They really, really like me. No. They like me. <laughs> you know what? I'll never forget meeting you guys because you guys walked up and you were like, We're listeners and we're Jack and Kissy. And I'm like, Oh my God, you guys, uh, I, I know exactly who you guys yeah. are. And then when you started telling me your story, my jaw just got closer and closer to the ground. And I'm like, We cannot not have these guys on the show. We have to get them. Like, yeah, just I have so to agree. Perfect. It was so positive and so Aww. unique. Um, it, it's this is just a real treat. 
So for everybody that hasn't picked that up already, if you're living under a rock or just not fucking listening right now, we met these guys on the beach in Jamaica. And so many times we get to meet people, you know, in live and in living color on the beach. And that's what happened at Hito and we got to share their story. So you guys, you have a really interesting story. I know you guys have, have been together for well over 20 years, you know, that you've known each other. You guys have been married, what, seven years? So, yeah, yep, seven Tell us a little bit about your story. Tell us about your origin story, how you met, how long you've been in the lifestyle, how you discovered this, this dynamic. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, it's funny cause we all, we, we love talking about our story cause we're, we're so passionate about each other, but we're like super passionate about our story as well. So um, we've known each other for 25 years. Uh, we've been married for seven uh, we actually met at work, and we worked together for the first ten years of that of that uh, relationship. I actually interviewed Jack for the uh, job that he was applying for at at our company, and it's kind of interesting because we just we did not like each other the first few years that we knew each other. <laughs> um, yeah, we were just like, but, okay, this is not good. <laughs> there's a little bit of a power dynamic yeah. here from the start. I mean, wow. Yeah. But I'll, I'll always remember when she interviewed me, though, she had on these burgundy nylons and this little dress. And I was like, gosh, she's, she's kind of hot. But, but it, I found out, you know, relatively soon after that, that she was a little bitch. I mean, we did <laughs> not get along. But, you know, eventually we kept going through bosses. Like, we worked together in the same department. And we'd have a boss and a year later he'd leave and a year later she'd leave and a year. And we, we realized we're the survivors and we have to kind of like work together to make things work. And we developed a really cool synergy. Like we just, you know, we were each other's, uh, you know, wingmen when it came to, to work. And it was just, it was a really awesome, awesome um, working relationship. And then, so we worked together for 10 years and eventually I left the company and um, Kissy's marriage had ended. Um, we were married to, you know, other people. And I was going through, I was going through a, a separation too. I remember I even asked some friends, like, I want to ask Kissy out. But we had this great rela working relationship. It was platonic, you know. Someone told me, no, you got to ask her out. And so I did. And we started dating and it was like instant soulmates i mean i swear it was it was just we were made for each other but kissy was very careful on not crossing the sanctity of marriage so you know i was still married i mean i was separated but we were still married and so she basically said we're we're not having sex so we ended up exploring so many different ways on how not to have sex like first base really? second base third base sliding into home so close like every like i mean we explored foreplay 101 and 102 like we could teach college <laughs> classes in that so you got your master's I, in foreplay i decided i decided anal sex wasn't sex see that's what i was just gonna say support me in this guys anal right. doesn't count it is right exactly. see honey i told you totally anal doesn't, doesn't count. count we can totally do that <laughs> Go home, that, Mickey, you're drunk. That was an epic declaration, by the way. That's fantastic. I'm very pleased by that because it supports everything I've been telling Mallory for years and years and years. <laughs> Whatever, it was anal. It didn't count. 
Don't even. That's awesome. So how did you trip in into this sexual dynamic that you discovered? Because it sounds like you guys, you had, a, I mean, you had a mutual bonding over hatred of your bosses. And then you came together and you started finding a way to, to be together in ways that didn't violate you, you know, where. Your values you, were you, in yeah, relationship. Yeah. In the, the relation to marriage. Yeah. Next thing you know, this. So talk right. about it a little bit. How'd you find this? So I think it really started from that not wanting to cross that line until Jack was actually divorced. And it just forced us to think about our relationship in a different way and kind of explore the different naughty aspects of life without, without, you know, having sex. It really was just kind of how we started that. And you know, being able to look at the different the different ways to explore each other and explore each other's bodies and really get to know each other on an intimate level. And it brought about this, you know, kind of whole another level of vulnerability and just closeness within us. That's fascinating that there was a, a denial in the beginning, from the very beginning. And it yeah, that's I'm just sitting over here beaming year to year because it's the coolest thing ever. It is. Well, I think there's, there's, there's a little bit more to it as well, right? Not only were we exploring the naughty side, but we also just came off of failed marriages, right? And we mm. knew that the statistics are second marriages are twice as likely to fail. And so we were like exploring marriage survival because we're like, we knew we were going to get married. We we're just dating and we we're studying all these books on, on, you know, second marriages and how to make marriages survive and, and stuff like that. And I just, I learned a lot about, you know, what, what Kissy's needs were, what a wife's, you know, top needs were and, and how important that was to, you know, to make sure that I take care of in order to get my needs met because, you know, her needs and my needs really are different. I mean, husbands and wife's needs are, we're not wired the same. And so I learned like, you know, her, her number one need, the big A, and that's not anal, oh. it, it's affection. You know, and oh. that, well, how, <laughs> I'm with you, to, sister. Uh, how to shower her with affection, to, to come home, give her hugs, write her love notes, to, you know, all those, all those things that guys aren't really wired to do. You have to, like, literally write reminders of, of how to, to do some of these things, the communication piece, you know, the transparency piece. So I became her rock star to meet her needs. And then she was kind of open to my needs. Mm. Right. Like, because I realized like, okay, he's, he's doing all this stuff to really try to take care of me. For us it, early in our relationship, it really made that a very key piece of us getting just like super in tune to what each other needed and wanted. I absolutely love that. You know, she made me very comfortable, like, to explore these fantasies. You know, I had some guilt and stuff from, you know, first marriages. Sometimes there's a lot of restrictions and things, and you explore a second marriage, and, and you have a, a wife that is like, no, let, let your fantasies come out. It's okay. And, and she allowed me to to do that and with that you know one my big fantasy was seeing her with another with another man then we would explore it a little bit like out in public like she'd she'd go into the bar dress a little slutty and stuff and and she'd go in alone and i'd come in like 
10, 20 minutes later to watch like all the guys hitting on her. And of course, yeah, I no get one in there. Hit on her. I seriously doubt that because Kissy, you're gorgeous. I would sit at the bar alone. Like, really? Like, <laughs> can you please just come talk to me? Because no one's just sitting <laughs> well, and drinking alone. And this is pathetic. I absolutely love this. So, you guys have already framed this in such a beautiful way. You you started off, you know, not having the the physical like actual intercourse with each other. So you allowed yourselves to be vulnerable, open that up for exploration. Where a lot of times we kind of bump or skip over foreplay. And with that vulnerability that you guys had with each other, maybe that had an element in that level of comfort to open up those lines of communication to kind of get you guys where you were or where you are today. So absolutely. my question for you both, because you kind of said mm-hmm. you, you kind of tickled around this, Jack, that, you know, maybe there was a little repression going on in your your previous relationships. Did you kind of have any idea what your fantasies and kinks are now as they related to you back then? Did you did you kind of know or did you ever have those thoughts prior? That's a good question. I You know, to a degree. But. It's funny because I think I think about, you know, just even when Kissy and I started dating, we, we had sort of explore and, and into, you know, the things that that we made reality. And it just it always has blown my mind that I couldn't even like couldn't even conjure up the fantasies that we've that we've lived out like back then. I would have never have dreamt. Of the <laughs> some of the damn naughty things we've done, <laughs> um, I, I've had some of those fantasies early on. But to to meet someone to really to make me not feel guilty about exploring those, like we we'd go to bed and I'd say something. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I literally apologize. She's like, oh my god, this is fantasy. Let anything you want. This is just fantasy. It's okay. It's like, oh, really? Okay, here we go. <laughs> How about you? How about you, Kissy? Did you see yourself in this? Did you have any inclination prior to this that this was something that would actually fulfill you as well? Not at all. My first marriage was a very friendly marriage, you know, but it was a very vanilla marriage. When I first started kind of exploring different things with Jack, it really just opened up this whole different sexual experience that I just never even considered in life. When he would fantasize and we would be in bed together, like once he got divorced and we actually could have sex, (laughs) he would fantasize about, you know, me being with another man. And I was like, huh, okay, like... (laughs) I can have sex with like a whole bunch of people. This is awesome. <laughs> so your wheels started to turn and you're like that. I think that actually turns me right. on a lot. Like from like the hot wife perspective, like this is amazing. Right. If I could interrupt when we, so we did all this fantasy stuff. And then one day I asked her, what if we make it reality? And kissy, you said what? I was like, um, okay, well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, Jack. <laughs> well, just because I was so, I was so afraid of bringing it into like reality and him being hurt by it. You know, that the, you know, it's one thing to, to do fantasy, right? And anything's possible in fantasy. But when you're actually like in a room and another person is fucking your wife, like let's, that's going to mess with your mind, right? So I was really, really afraid of that. 
And no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's let's kind of talk about that a little bit, Kissy. And and I'd like you to start because I think that there's a huge empowerment aspect to this lifestyle, this this aspect of the lifestyle, the the hot wife, cuckold. There's a lot of names for it, stag vixen. And I think you guys don't really you really don't embody a particular name because you guys are so just you, I, I really feel like you deserve your own category. But so let's talk about fear for a minute. Was it scary for you, Kissy and, and Jack? I'm going to give you a chance to, to give your part of this in a second. But was it scary to go through this discovery phase and, and really evolve? And tell us about any trials or tribulations. Tell us about something that, that popped up maybe that didn't go perfectly. Because I think a lot of times when we talk about our lifestyle and we talk about the things we do, we always talk about the great stuff. But we don't talk about our bumps and bruises and the scars that we earned along the way. So was it scary? And tell us how you fucked it up. Yeah, we did. well, we did. For sure. Um, I mean, because we didn't have any clue what we were doing, right? I mean, we had no idea about, you know, different, you know, like lifestyle types of organizations or anything. Like when we had the idea of like, hey, I wonder if, you know, we could make this reality. Like all we knew about was Craigslist, right? (laughs) So it's a whole different dynamic there. Or we would, you know, we'd meet someone kind of organically and um, we would go out to a club and there was, you know, a particular guy that I was very attracted to. And, you know, I would try, you know, we would flirt a little, we'd, you know, kind of make out a little at the bar or something. But when you bring up that conversation about, you know, something else happening and, you know, he got like all freaked out, right? It it's really difficult to, to try to meet someone organically without them already being in a, you know, forum or situation where they're already looking for that kind of dynamic. Almost shocking to them, I would imagine. Oh yeah. So we had, you know, we had met a guy or I had met a guy, you know, and I was like, I like him. He's kind of cool. And, you know, we were, getting a little naughty kind of in this booth at the bar and you know eventually he kind of like whispered in my ear like hey I want to be alone with you so I kind of you know so I in turn told Jack he wants to be alone with me (laughs) and basically made Jack go away so I had this amount of time with you know with this guy and it got a little naughty but then you know I go back to Jack and we're riding home and it's just like completely silent. Right. And Uh-oh. it just was like, okay, yeah, yeah that's not good. <laughs> right. So this, and it wasn't what I wanted to happen. I mean, I sat on a bench outside of the bar and I'm like, okay, I'm not seeing any of the things that are going on. This isn't what I wanted to happen. I, I mean, I wanted to be there. Him sending me away you know, I, I literally got kind of like heartbroken, but at the same time, I wasn't angry. I'm like, she's thinking that I'm into this, but I'm like, you know, sad and, and you're in timeout. Like, oh, no, this is a, yeah, yeah, I'm in a timeout. <laughs> and, and so she, so the ride home, you know, she knew I was hurt and she, you know, our vows to each other are to protect each other's hearts. And, she just basically said, we're done. We're not doing this. This isn't going well. So I had to like, we had to talk through it. And I had to like convince her like, no, this, 
this guy just wasn't the one. It, it's okay what happened tonight. I want to try again. We, we learn from our mistakes. You learn, like, this is the first time we ever did something like this. And we're a little wiser now. We'll be smarter. We won't. We'll make sure that he's like, yeah, I want to be with you, but not with him around. Well, then that's not the right guy because that's not a, a you know, the, the, the cuckold hot wife dynamic that we were looking for. Some are like that. You know, there are different dynamics, different degrees of the cuckold dynamic. And some, you know, I mean, it gets pretty, like, extreme where some cuckolds want their wife to actually end up leaving them for the other guy I'm like oh, I'm not that crazy you know uh, she's a good cook and makes more money than I do I kind of want to <laughs> keep her I love it I absolutely love it so I could absolutely sing your praises all day I I adore you guys your, your personality shine you're madly in love with each other do you think you know given the story you just you know gave us about, you know, your, some of your first experiences there, some bumps in the roads. Do you think that there's a byproduct of being honest about your desires and having the ability to like act upon them? Do you think that's been part of your process here? Yeah. What's your secret? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think from the beginning, you know, we, we were so focused on like each other's happiness. We had, the ability because we trusted each other completely like to be completely vulnerable with each other with what we wanted or what we needed or the fact that you know jack leaves stuff in the sink and it drives me crazy you know like <laughs> guilty <laughs> i know right so we're checking in with each other all the time and constantly yeah it's just it, <laughs> It is. It's just, it's, we're just so focused on like what each other needs and what each other wants and being able to try to make that happen for the other person and knowing that in return, that person is doing the same thing for us. Jack, what about you? What Kissy said is, is, is absolute truth. You know, it is that it, it, having that communication piece, right? That's the foundation. And everyone says, oh, you have to communicate, but you do. I mean, you really, you really have to be in tune with each other. And, and it is like, you know what? We haven't, we haven't really done anything naughty for a while. <laughs> I start to whine a little. And um, it's like, hey, what if we meet so-and-so or whatever, you know? And, and then it's, yeah, you need that? Well, I need that. That sounds fun. We do this together. This, this whole, you know, naughty side of life is, a, is an accessory to an already rock star marriage, right? I mean... And, and I think that's the key. And people will ask, well, don't you get like jealous or don't you get like worried? What if she falls for him? And I, I good luck. I mean, if, I don't think that's going to happen because of what we have in our, the foundation of what we've built. And I don't, I don't think anyone's going to steal her away with, you know, his giant cock because, you know, I could provide all the other things. <laughs> So personally, what's the most enriching part of a hot wife or cuckold dynamic for each of you as relates to you as a person and to your marriage? And is it the same thing? Kissy is the most gorgeous and erotic and sexiest and just she she's my pinup girl. And and nobody could ever compare to that. And so I to, to be able to like 
see that, like see what I have. See this amazing woman with another man, that third party aspect. Like, like I, I just kind of want to watch what she does to me and like, oh my God, it just, it's that piece for me is just so freaking erotic. I, I, I guess that's kind of the core of the cuckold dynamic, but she's just gorgeous and beautiful and erotic and I love her. And, and, and I love the incitement I, of your voice. Cause I'm like, I think he's getting a little hard right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> I'm gushing. I love that when he talks about her from the time that I met Jack, that when he talks about Kissy, he sounds like he's opening a present on Christmas. Yes. That's a great analogy. It's perfect. Every time. Every Jack, time, Mon. Every time. Jack is an excitable boy. So you do have to take that into consideration in any conversation. All right. Well, let's hear your side of it. Kissy, what is it about this dynamic in particular that's enriching for you? Can I just say that I really like fucking a lot of people? Absolutely. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you can. <laughs> Absolutely, you um, can. Like, I do really enjoy, like, just the physical action of the situations that we find ourselves in, which are which are very interesting and sometimes. But, you know, the, like, just that aspect of it is, you know, like, something just I fundamentally enjoy. And... Knowing that seeing me with someone else is erotic to him and something that ultimately enhances our marriage is just crazy, right? So the the rule that we have is always about just protecting each other. And, you know, anything that we do has to be something that ultimately enhances our marriage and it's not you know, for the benefit of just one of us and, and not the other. So being in a situation where I can see and have Jack participate in something and, you know, we have this very cool dynamic, but then afterwards we also have the ability to, you know, have, <laughs> have months and sometimes years of fantasy fodder that, you know, we have within our marriage that, constantly keeps the excitement within you know what what we've already built with each other and that's just, just so cool so i love that you use fantasy fodder because that's like a, a <laughs> wonderful descriptor and i'm totally stealing it because i love alliteration it's absolutely perfect and that there's build up behind it and it kind of sounds like did you specifically kissy go through like this discovery phase where you know, having someone, you know, a partner like Jack in your life and and going down these paths together, did you find yourself becoming more in touch with your sexuality, your desires, whether that's like more intense, more frequent orgasms and in a, a sense of like empowerment with embracing that side of your sexuality? I think certainly from a, you know, empowerment standpoint, absolutely. When I'm doing that and knowing that kind of the actions that I'm taking are something that is also going to like bring enjoyment for Jack and bring pleasure into our marriage, I can play that role, right? So I can be the, you know, the the person who flirts with someone at the bar and you know, engages in conversation and becomes that naughty person. And, 
I know that I'm doing that all within a very safe place because one, Jack is, you know, watching that and making sure that I'm safe or that we've set up the situation and it's, you know, a safe place for me to explore that kind of side. I love that. So you're kind of like embracing like almost an alter ego because it's a little counterintuitive to being an introvert. (laughs) Yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah. Because he's a whole different person than like my normal person. That's pretty, I mean, I I, want to say crazy, but it's not crazy in like a, you know, you're ripping your hair out in my dorm room kind of way, which that totally happened. I'll tell that story sometime. (laughs) But it's, it's more of a, just a, wow, like this dynamic. I mean, you know, it's no secret that cuckolding is, is a massively erotic and interesting thing for people everywhere. It was the number two porn search in 2018 on Pornhub, which is massive. It's second only to lesbian. Uh, so other than eating pussy, we love to watch girls get fucked. But uh, I want to ask you a little bit about your wedding because you guys came up to me Aww. on the beach yes. and you told me a story that knocked my dick in the dirt. I was blown away. So you guys came up to me and told me that you went Dutch to your own wedding. So I want to hear all about how you guys went Dutch at your wedding. And I'll let you guys interweave the story together. So tell the story to us together. Tell the listeners of Casual Swinger about your wedding day. Hold on, I'm getting popcorn. (laughs) Absolutely. Grab some popcorn, maybe a cocktail. For sure a cocktail. Perfect. My drink's empty. (laughs) Let's go. We had a a, a decent-sized wedding. I think we had about 175 people, and it was an outdoor wedding, and it was all family, friends, our pastor of our church. You know, um, we planned, you know, and then there was a big reception afterwards. And... um, but we did a little planning with our very, his name is Dutch, and, and he was our very first, which we didn't even get into that, like how the very first, how amazing it was to have somebody that is so good and in the bull role and how difficult that it is to find. And we found someone that was like set the gold standard and really nobody has ever been able to recreate that and come close. And, and it kind of changed our... Go ahead. Just to, to inter, just to interrupt. He has a really big cock. <laughs> Is that why we call that's him a, a bull? That's valid. Yeah. yeah, right. So we he he kind of broached the subject of so you're getting married, <laughs> and uh, what if what if I consummate your marriage on your wedding day, and we're like, okay. How do we go about this? And and prior to this, he's already led us on some freaking crazy journeys, things that, you know, that's a whole nother podcast, trust me. Um, and so we started planning with him, like, okay, so you'll come, like, meet us at a park uh, about a mile away. It's on a lake, and it's a mile away from where we got married, and we're going to meet him and get naughty. And so we started planning this and everything had to go right. The, the, the odds of this actually coming to fruition were probably so slim because number one, he had to be in town. He's a military man. So he had to like not be off somewhere. Um, number two, we had to escape our wedding. 
in her white wedding dress and my tux or whatever, you know, and we had to be able to like, hey, we're, we're going to go take some uh, sunset pictures by the lake. By the way, we're not taking our wedding photographer with us. We're going to mm. take another couple. <laughs> I would hope so, because you'd have to pay that picture. for Doc. You'd have to pay that for Doc for a pretty penny. Right. And no one He's was the wiser. Gonna He's gonna... <laughs> right. So, so, so all this planning had to go into it, and everything had to be right. And, and so there came a point. We had this couple. They're, they're, they're in the naughty. We call it the, you know, I guess you call it the lifestyle. We like to call it the naughty, right? So anytime I say the naughty, it's the lifestyle. But naughty just sounds better so we had this couple that we we were uh friends with and we're like you guys gotta come with us we're pulling this off you have to like be on guard for like anyone that may be coming in the area you have to also be our photographers because there was some photography that was happening to document that this just wasn't some made-up pentels forum because even when we tell the story, it sounds so fiction because it still blows our minds to this day of what the hell we pulled off. So we leave our wedding with this other couple. And where are you going? Every, you know, family and friends are like, oh, we're just going to take some pictures. We'll be back in just a half hour. We get there. He's waiting for us in a car at this park. And he gets out. The four of us get out. And we walk. And Kissy and Dutch are holding hands. I'm behind them. Her white wedding dress. We go down by the, the little park area, by the like a little private kind of park area, but there's nobody there, no kids or anything. And, you know, our friends are kind of like watching out, making sure no one drives up and stuff. And, um, you know, it started to get naughty. And I'm holding up her white wedding dress so that, you know, he could be with my wife. And, and uh, this is the first time that he decided he's going to go bareback. And, you know, we made sure he's, he's military. He does the tests and stuff like that. So we knew ahead of time, this is cool. And um, literally like 45 minutes after we got married, there's another man fucking my wife, consummating my marriage. <laughs> and mind blowing. And then, yeah. Right. And then, you know, that, that all, that all happened. And then we have to get back to the wedding. And he's like, hey, you know, and he left and we got in the car, went back to the wedding and we get there and they're like, Hey, you, you guys, where were you? We got it. You got to do the wedding dance. We got it. So we get up there and we're doing, you know, okay. Okay. My brain is just going crazy. Cause I can't, you know, I'm ADHD to begin with. And I'm like, Oh God, what just happened? And, and she's, we're starting, we, pre we went to dance lessons for this wedding dance, right? We were going to like throw it out there at, at friends and family of what rock stars we are at, at weddings. And so we start doing this awesome wedding dance and I'm forgetting all the steps. Kissy, what did, what did you whisper in my ear? Uh, so I lean into him and I'm like, Duchess cum is running down my thighs. Oh, and he just like loses it. <laughs> I'm wiggling. I'm really trying to speak yeah. and no words are coming out of this open hole in my face. Holy. Wow. And he's literally like he lost it, lost it from there on. And so then from them, I'm like, okay, step left, step right, step left, <laughs> turn me. <laughs> he right. was like just speechless and gone like. So you have 170 people, 170 people are yeah. watching you and you have a dick so hard a cat can't scratch it. 
and yeah. you guys are trying to dance with a hard on, and you've got oh. cum running down your leg from another guy yeah, from I by know, the right? lake, and you still haven't fucked your wife yet. All right, do I have no. that right? Do I do I have that right? I just want to make sure that I got uh, all the high, high that's notes. True, that's accurate. That's that's 100%. accurate in all ways. Yep. And by the way, I yeah, have seen story. the pictures. Yeah. I read the stories on the Hotway forum. Yeah. I went and looked. You guys showed yeah. this to me. There are photos, guys, and we're going to put them in the show notes. If you sign up for this forum, <laughs> you sign up for this forum, Absolutely. you're going to see this story the way they wrote it. Uh, so just, I mean, and I'm sitting here listening to this and hearing you guys laugh about this, and I'm I'm so just enamored with the two of you that that, I mean, for fuck's sake, that fantasy, by the way, we had Cacoldris Venus on our show and Cacoldris Venus mm -hmm. is a renowned Cacoldris. And one of her fantasies is to have a gangbang on her wedding night. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget. She's that like, yet. I don't know if I could ever pull that off. Cause it's going to be so hard to pull that off. You um, guys come in a clear, easy second and you manage to pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Nothing actually, will ever stop could, it. Yeah. Yeah, Dust could totally have actually pulled that offer off, I'm sure. So if I could speak about Dutch for a minute. We were so fortunate to have met Dutch as the first person that we experienced anything in what we call the naughty. We got in contact with him, eventually, you know, met him at a bar for a, for a little meet and greet. And he was so instrumental in just educating us about the the lifestyle and the dynamic and what we were getting ourselves into and basically said, you guys have no clue what you're doing and <laughs> let me help you out. And he was awesome, right? Like he was attractive and he's super nice and he's, you know, this hardcore military guy. And it just was like the first person that, you know, Jack wants to like see me fucking someone like, like it should be him for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we had, so we had like, you know, we had set up this meeting with him and we booked this hotel room. Cause we're like, okay, our first meeting should be really special. And it should be at this, hotel room and it should be, you know, all of this stuff. And ultimately it was his ability to be the act as a, a true bull within this situation. So he just was just mind fucking Jack for, you know, a couple weeks before this and teasing him and playing with him and the dynamic around what he's able to do prior to the situation and prior to any time we do anything together was just really incredible. He really made that situation just super comfortable for us and, you know, pushed our limits, certainly, um, but in a really good way and just, you know, made it something that ended up being just an amazing night. And it was, the start of what became a, you know, very long-term relationship. Like we still see him today. He's oh, you wow. know, someone that we, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. He's like we said, he's led us on some very interesting situations that would, would take a whole nother podcast to go into, but it, <laughs> he's just one of those people that like, we were so fortunate to have him as the first person that we 
had any exploration outside of our relationship with that it really made kind of everything going forward good. So it kind of sounds like he set the bar for being a bull. I'll just give you an example. He's like, Jack, this is before the very first ever date. You're going to go to the pharmacy or to the store, wherever, and you're going to buy a a box of uh, Trojan XL Magnum condoms. And you are going to tell the clerk, these are for my wife's lover. And she's going to be there to make sure you fucking do that and say that to the clerk. Like, what? What? I had to do it. Yeah. That okay. Was one of the things. I mean, he, so he knew he knew how to be the puppet master, right? A good bull doesn't just fuck your wife while you sit in the corner and watch. That's boring. I mean, it really is after a while. I'm mean, great the first time, second time, then it's like, oh, whatever. But uh, he was able to mind fuck me like crazy. All right. All right. I'm going to pick my job off the floor. I know. I got I to gotta ask this question. I know. I know. So. Uh, let's, let's just back up for a second, because even if people have read the swing scenario on casualswinger.com where bull is a term, I have clearly not fucking defined this term well enough. Jack, tell the listeners of casual swinger, what is a bull and what differentiates a good bull from a bad bull before you tell us some more of the stories about how this guy mind fucks you? Because I, I got to know more, but I, I need to answer this question because people are going, <laughs> what's a bull? And I don't know that context is enough. A good bull is, is a man who is confident and a man who obviously wants your wife, but also understands that this is a dynamic of three. This is bull. This is hot wife. And this is cuckold. And all three are active participants in the dynamic, in the relationship. And he knows that I am, I, I enjoy a certain degree of hmm, humiliation. He literally is the biggest cock that Kissy's ever been with. And so, and he'll even intimidate me like, Jack, pull out your cock. I'm like, oh, fuck, do I have to? Really? Because you're like 12 plus inches, if not bigger. And like, Jesus. you're crazy. Whew, I'm starting to sweat. What what does he feed it? I really don't. <laughs> Kissy. Uh, it's insane. <laughs> Kissy's pussy. It's being the puppet master, right? Because wow. there's a lot of guys who say, oh, I'm a bull. Okay, you're good at fucking my wife. That's great. But a guy to fuck my wife, those are a dime a dozen, you know, but someone who really understands the dynamic and really knows how to include everyone that. So he he had you go to the drugstore and buy the condoms big enough to cover your average fire hydrant. And then you (laughs) delivered those back, I assume. So what happened then? So he also had me like set up the room at because we, you know, 10th floor of the downtown Hilton. We decided we're going to have it there by the window. He made me, you know, okay, move the table. So that the window is like clear and free. And he said beforehand, you're going you're gonna to have a table ready. You're going to have a little towel on the table. You're going to have the toys. You're going to have um, the lube, the exact lube that I want to use. You're going to have the condoms. You're going to have everything ready for her. I don't know how far to go with the details on this. As but, far as you want to, because it, it sounds very like involved. So he's military. So he said, I'll be there at, at 1800 hours. And I'm like, Kissy, he's going to be here at 1,800 hours. I have no fucking idea what 1,800 hours is. So we had to, like, figure out, oh, that's that's 6 o'clock. Okay, so we're down. She gets dressed out, little black dress and stockings and, you know, the heels. And, and we go down at the hotel bar, and, and it's 6 o'clock comes, like, on the dot. He shows up, you know, and I went up and got him the cocktail, and they're giggling and having fun. And 
you know, we're talking and they're giggling and having some more fun. And it's oh, happening. can I tell this part? Yeah, go ahead. So he's whispering in my ear about, you know, like, okay, so, you know, we're going to push limits a little bit tonight. And, you know, it's both like for you and for Jack. So, okay, Kissy, I want you to, I want you to go in the bathroom and I want you to take your panties off. And then I want you to come out. And when you come out, I want you to drop those panties in Jack's hands. So while she's doing that, she excuses herself. He starts talking like, hey, you know, how about the Packers this year? And, you know, I'm like, oh, "Oh, he's so cool. We're talking. Yeah, we're talking football and and things like that. Like, oh, this guy's really cool. And then and then Kissy comes back and she says, Jack, hold out your hand. And I'm like, okay. And I hold out my hand. She drops her panties in my hand. And he says to me, Jack, go to the bathroom, take off your little boy shorts, and slip on her panties. Oh, shit. What? Yes, sir. And I fucking do it. Like, I'm just like, I'm so obedient at this point. Like, oh, God, okay. And and I literally threw my underwear in the bathroom wastebasket. And oh, my God. So they're giggling when we get back. And he's like, now, don't these fit better, Jack? I'm like, oh, God. So he's like the humiliation factor. He's pouring it on. It's so good. And then it's time to go upstairs. And we go into the room, and uh, things all started to happen. And they got into bed together after she you know, was on her knees for a little while and other nice things. Work. He's going down on her in two minutes. She hit this massive orgasm. I was like, holy shit, I could never do that in two minutes. And he took her like in the window and had her bent. So she's like facing the window and he's doing her in the window. And okay, I'm jumping ahead a little quick. I'm <laughs> You're little boy, getting, I, can, I can tell how excited like all of I this makes you. you. I, told I you love he's it. Such an excitable boy. <laughs> <laughs> so we had an, they had an hour of an amazing, you know, incredible time. I had an hour of an incredible time in that bedroom. And then he's like, okay, you know, it was done. It was over. He's like, I'm going to take a shower. And then I'm going to go. I'm going to get out of your hair. I don't linger. You know, you guys enjoy the rest of your night. And um, and he did. And he left. And we were like, holy fucking shit. We went out to get some pizza, like, on, on you know, nearby. And we looked up at the window, the 10th floor of that Hilton. And it's like, oh, my God. Anybody that looked up there was seeing you, like, boobs in the window shaking oh <laughs> god what a night a night that we'll never ever forget how many times did you guys have sex in the next 24 to 48 hours after that <sighs> like a lot right oh. <laughs> right like just constantly right it's <laughs> like you couldn't tie your shoe without getting fucked so i guess the lesson learned here because some people will explore this dynamic and they'll try to make this happen and and a lot of the the mistake that a lot of people will make is they'll rush into it you, you have to realize you as a couple are the gold standard you know make sure that you are patient and make sure that you you hold out for that guy that really feels like a fit for both of you just take your time sometimes you, you want to jump in because it's exciting but no Take your time, take your time, do your homework, make sure that this person is is the one that's going to 
this is going to be that good fit. You know, I think people have figured out by now if they're listening to this show, we're, we're going long here and we want to go long here with this because this story <laughs> is so unique. It is. It, and it's it, it's a great perspective from a really solid couple who genuinely loves each other. You spend a lot of time being vulnerable and exploring and and, and taking that time. The level of honesty that yeah. this takes with each other and trust in each other and that what you want for each other is genuine and, and real and it's there's obviously compersion, something we talk about a lot and, and also a little bit of altruism, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you're like, I want her to have this so much. I love her so much. And we've, we've heard a lot of stories about that lately, but uh, I think, you know, we, we're going to leave, you know, Dutch and his massive penis behind and get into a little bit of some of the other stuff <laughs> you guys do. I do. I have one last question before we kind of like take a, a right turn over after cucking. Do you guys out here in yeah. the wild, right? In, in your, in that cucking dynamic, have you ever experienced like negativity or judgment because of it? Like, have you been outed or had conversations with maybe a more traditional lifestyle couples or what's that like? Have you always had good experiences? We really haven't had any experiences that really, you know, truly is negative. I mean, we've obviously met, you know, people that things didn't work out or, you know, it just isn't the right fit, but we've been very fortunate and I honestly I think a lot of that does go back to the initial relationship that we had with Dutch of him really helping educate us about what the heck we were doing and understanding you know the dynamics of the lifestyle and what it really involved and the type of people that you meet and the behaviors that go along with that. And he obviously knew we had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> so we trust you to be part of our wedding now. Yeah, that, that's we would do that. so uh, epic. <laughs> you know, and the reason I asked that question is because traditionally, like, when you think about how some of those conversations are, are framed around hot wifing or especially cucking, there 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 have been some negative responses, especially if we're talking, you know, in more vanilla environments or maybe new to the lifestyle. So I was just curious because Mickey mentioned Pornhub and it got my wheels turning. I'm wondering if more of the community and more people are embracing that type of dynamic because of it. We met this guy once, and this is a long time ago, um, you know, five, six, seven years ago or so. And he, um, it was a meet and greet and he told us that he was really into role play and he was like really into being the evil villain and he wanted to like dress up in like evil villain costume like you know marvel comics and and we would be the superheroes and like all this stuff and we left the the bar that night laughing our asses off like this guy is crazy okay but it was also around halloween (laughs) and so you know we we went we started thinking about it looking at all these like superhero costumes and we started like thinking, wow, we could like involve some costumery and, and, and involve some scenarios. And like, you know, he finds us somewhere uh, out in public and we're chasing him down. And, and so you can have like a location where you play, you don't play, but there's a little bit of teasing going on. And then it leads to the, the evil villains, you know, hideout and, you know, and a very kind of elaborate type of scheme. And we thought, holy shit, this is actually kind of brilliant. And it never really worked out with him, but we met this couple. I don't remember how we met him, somewhere online, you know, something, and started chatting back and forth about this 
they he wanted to be the evil villain and she wanted to be you know like superheroes and they were looking for another couple to be superheroes with him and so we met them and we had cocktails with them and we started talking about it and like they were we became friends with them and like once a month we would meet and we would start planning this ultimate role play and she was like a seamstress so she's like oh i'm gonna build this silver slut um costume and and he had like the wand and he was going to use that as a torture thing and and we're like okay well we found she found this like super heroine kissy what was her name on that one i don't know i just remember you were boy blunder <laughs> i was boy blunder <laughs> with the tights and everything and we 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 developed this and just we would laugh our asses off, but we actually like scripted it and exactly what was going to happen. And after it was took almost a year. Oh my gosh. Like that's a, a huge investment yeah. in role play. I, I, yeah. really wow. used to think, just, I really used to so, think I had sex yeah, in the so, bedroom and I had fun doing it. You guys have so much more fucking fun in the bedroom. Than I'm bore, I am boring <laughs> as fuck. I got to step up my game. Honey, we're doing, we're doing Lord <laughs> of the Rings. I'm going to be Bilbo Sagan or dildo Sagans and you're going to be Handoff. And we're, I'm going to be Hand. We're going to be Lord of the so Cockroaches. Part of the really cool thing about that was, was just being able to, you know, we didn't script out, you know, like line by line what was going to happen, but we had to develop a communication between this other couple as well, right? So we're trying to write this role play that involves all of the wishes of all of the people in, involved, right? Wow. So the guy wanted to do some torture, you know, he wanted to use a Hitachi wand and he wanted to have some very specific things that he did. And the girl had, she had never been with another female. So she wanted that as part of, you know, the interaction with this. And so for us, that's the really cool thing about adding the role play dynamic in is that it allows you to have this additional level of communication with whoever you're going to play with around just boundaries and likes and dislikes. And, you know, if, you know, I like having my hair pulled and, you know, you somehow like that, you get work that in to the scenario that you're doing. Um, but it, it really allows you to be able to have a good communication. And part of this was, you know, we all had kind of crazy busy schedules and, you know, so we would meet over, you know, a, several months and trying to plan this out and, you know, figure out how to make it work. And um, it was, it ended up being this, you know, just kind of incredible, <laughs> incredibly, you know, like role play that we pulled off. And, you know, we're trying to, you know, figure out like how to set up a, a like make a sexual wish foundation. Dude, your analogies are out of this world. Make a wish for perverts. I love it. I don't know how to do it without it being prostitution, but... No, I think you framed it perfectly. And, like, you really brought, like, so you, you have all those dynamics. You kept saying communication. Do you remember in school when you had to do group projects and there was two types of people, right? One that was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's cool. Like, no problem. I'm, I'm even excited about it. And then you had people like me, like, oh, my God. Like, that's too much pressure, too many voices in the room. It would really freak me out. And me today <laughs> yeah. would probably react differently. So I love that you took that element of creativity as a group of individuals and it, it blossomed into this wonderful experience for all of you. So uh, real quick, the, um, 
the one thing now, like today, we've kind of evolved to that where we we love the role play factor. I mean, you can do it with anybody, you know, like the single guy who's looking for a little bit of the bull cuckold. What we can develop that in a little role play where you know she's the secretary and I'm the husband at home that's unemployed and and we have to meet at the bar. She's going to get fired and you know, or or there's different things. Or we're out in the woods and the game warden catches us and um, if you know he doesn't get to you know, be with my wife, he's calling the sheriff, and, and we've done all these, we've done so many, like, freaking, it's so much fun, that, and, and when people, like, ask us, hey, hey, what are you guys into? Two things we always tell them, creativity and imagination, and they're always like, okay, like, it kind of blows people away a little bit, because most people are like, what are you into? Oh, anal sex? <laughs> yeah, me too. No, when you say creativity, <laughs> if you say, like, creativity, imagination, it begins a dialogue and you're like, you know, and, and you can tell it like, okay, this person just doesn't have a clue, you know, but others are like, Oh, you mean role play? And, and, and you start talking, you start developing. It's like, this person gets it, you know? And so that's kind of where, where all this, where our like journey has kind of led us. It's, Oh, it's so amazing. You you need to like head up like Kinky Con instead of like Comic Con or like write like like the fantasy right? style erotic novels because you guys would be amazing you, at it. And that <laughs> just means that you're deranged and you're good at talking about it. But I it's <laughs> I, I think it's awesome. Um, so and you've got you guys have me saying um so I want you to I want everyone to know that's how awesome this guy's this story is i mean you guys yeah are we're amazing, tripping over ourselves which i just love but i have i guess one actually two more questions for you the first one is what's your preferred play style as a dynamic as you guys are and as creative as you are what's your go-to our go-to usually is one other guy and usually now it's you know some kind of um mfm type of situation so either and we try to incorporate some type of role play element into any kind of play that we have now, just because meeting someone and, and fucking them is just like, okay, like, okay, that's kind of boring. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so we always try to incorporate some kind of role play. You know, Jack and I are playing out in the forest and, you know, someone is taking a hike and, and finds us. It, it's usually some type of situation like that where there's another guy that finds us and somehow I'm in a situation where, you know, I need to give myself up for the better of the world. Yeah, I, 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 do you guys often find yourself just like randomly playing in the woods or is it planned? <laughs> like, do you just end up there and go, what the hell, let's go for it? <laughs> We have a favorite place. We have a favorite place out in the country. We're up north, you know, so it's it's there's a lot of mosquitoes in the summer and and so it has to be like in the spring before the mosquitoes. So we only have this like two month time window or, or late fall, but so the outdoor stuff isn't always easy. Oh. I'm just going through the nursery rhyme in my head. Like Jack and Kissy went up the hill to fetch a pail of water and Kissy bent over the well and Dutch fucked her for an hour and Jack and Kissy lived happily ever after. <laughs> I mean, basically, that's our life. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be how it went. So, speaking of hills, let's uh, let's bring this thing to a close because we could do this with you guys all night long, and we're going to the next dirty, time dirty, uh, yeah, all night long. Cheers, see what I did there. Uh, tell <laughs> tell our listeners what's the next mountain to climb as accomplished as you guys are. 
what's what's left? What's next? What do you have on your sure. list that you haven't done yet? So we have uh, we have Bessie's uh, um, the other half of the Dakota tribe that we go to we go to uh, Hita with. We go to Desire, and, and they're from Vegas. So we're developing a role play with them, like a wife swap type of thing, where like the first day or the first full day we're there. I'm married to her, to, to, to the other wife, and Kissy's married to him. And we're going to, like, try to, like, just pull that off all day where people actually are going to think, oh, they're together because you know, we just arrived the night before. And and kind of develop that into the night where, you know, we end up maybe in the playroom together. And, hey, look at that couple. Well, that couple's my wife and his, you know, and her wife and her husband and, you know, something like that. Um it is more, you know, we we enjoy the couples thing. It's it's hard to find, but I think that's probably um, the thing that we're we're exploring the most right now. I love that. And can we please have like a convo, like post Tito, and you let us know how it goes? <laughs> uh. Well, so I am also turning. A, a large number of birthday while we're at Hedo. 25, so, maybe 25. I was I didn't realize you were old <laughs> enough to drink. Yeah, 25. So, you know, there's always some kind of epic, you know, birthday wish that Kissy has and Ooh. needs to be granted. Ooh. So oh. we're, we're going to work on that too. Oh, my nipples just got hard. The ultimate, like, uh, bucket list is, is the gangbang thing. We haven't. We just open to it. You just got to find the right the set right of gang bangers. So. Right. You guys can help us in that, Davidito. <laughs> All right, we'll start taking raffle tickets now. Jack and Kissy, this has been amazing. I oh, hope our listeners God. have had half as much fun as we've had. You guys are awesome. Please don't ever change for anybody or any reason. And Mallory, why don't you let everybody know how to find us so we can get out of here and get this thing out in the wild for our oh, listeners. Oh my gosh, I've had so much fun. I can't believe it's time to go already. All right, guys, we're um, Casual Swinger everywhere. Look us up on social media. That's Twitter, YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook, all the sites, Cassidy, Double Date Nation, SLS, SEC, Quiver. We're there. And if you want to get a hold of, hold of us, I'll try that again. If you want to get a hold of us, you can reach out podcast.casualswinger.com. And there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we're going to change the name of this episode to Don't Fuck This Up, A Guide to Your Second Marriage by Jack and Kissy. <laughs> but uh, this has been so, so much fun. Come back and join us again in a couple of weeks. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. <laughs>